and welcome to the Nerd Grounds podcast. As always, I'm your man, Jacob, because Blake so carelessly called me out for being going as Jake for, you know, the entirety of the podcast last week. So you can't hide your bullshit from me. Sorry, buddy. You know me too well. Yeah, I do, Jacob. Oh, it's okay. So it's now it's Jacob this week. All right. So yeah, as buddy. always, as always, it is me, your man, Jacob. And here with me today is always my, uh, as you can tell, friend, Blake. Friend. <laughs> uh, amigo, co-host, compadre, compagnon. Mm-hmm. I up? am here. Thanks for asking. I, I don't think you asked anything, but I'm, just, I'm here. Oh, that's good to know. I couldn't do this without you. Not today's episode, at least. I'm, I could definitely, you know, the better half of the show, but whatever. I didn't say that. Oh, okay. Okay. I see how it is. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right, Jacob. Okay. Okay. Sorry, Blake. I'm just trying to keep it competitive today. Oh, yeah. Well, it's not going to be competitive at all. Oh, it's going to be very, very competitive. That's what you think. No, you are, uh, you're in for one hell of a matchup because today we are going to be playing our favorite game here at the Nerd Ground, Civilian 6. But this time we're going to be switching things up a little bit. Today, I will be taking on the role of the villain. Dun, dun, dun. And I'll be on the winning team of the heroes. Good luck, everyone. I'm sorry to break it to you like this, and I have to do you dirty, but it's just what I do as the bad guy at the Nerd Grounds today. Well, to be honest, like when I picked these three characters, I was like, maybe I should do a redraw. I kind of want to make a, a challenge. But you seem so confident in your team, so I was like, "All right, fuck it." He really wants his team, and you're going down. Yeah, you're gonna need the big guns today with what I've got in store. Because uh, if you guys remember the first game of Civilian Six, it's not really about a three-on-three confrontation, but who will have the you know residual effects? You know what's going to be left over? How the world's going to be affected when these three villains that I'm bringing to the table today are going to come and wreck your shit? So be prepared, everybody. But before we get into things, there's a couple things I wanted to talk to you about, Blake. This is you uh, haven't heard. You haven't heard the word. Oh, don't, don't, don't do it. The bird. Don't. The bird right. is the word. And that concludes today's podcast, everybody. I'll see you guys later. Villains won for the day. See how, <laughs> you see how easy that was, everyone. You see how quickly your heroes turned cape and ran, tucked tail between their legs like a punk bitch. I don't that. care for your dirty parlor tricks. Oh, yeah. That's just what a villain would do, Blake. Mm-hmm. Oh. I'm just kidding. You want to get, get into it or what? Now is no better time to get into Civilian 6, and I think you're agreeing with me, Blake. Can I get Are an Are you sure you don't want me to redraw? No, no. I, I think you're going to need every single <laughs> big gun you can bring because the first character I'm bringing is a literal big gun in several depictions because it is the 80s classic Transformers villain. The leader of the Decepticons is my first man I'm bringing to the table, none other than the G1 series original Megatron. What an intro. Thank you. Thank you. I was uh, (laughs) on the fly, but, uh, Anyways, Megatron is the founder of the Decepticon Uprising, as I previously stated, and is well known as their feared and fearless leader. As a young charismatic leader forged in battle and the heritage of war, he began to believe in a grand purpose for his race. It is the Transformers' glorious destiny to rule an empire which will span the universe. The opposite of his mortal enemy, Optimus Prime, he feels great contempt for the other Transformers, who he feels betray their proud heritage by demanding peace and cooperation with weaker life forms. Megatron is bringing a lot to the table. He has got a fusion cannon mounted on his right arm, as well as a Energon mace, you know, for close combat. Megatron's fusion cannon is his ultimate weapon. It is attached to his right arm, as I previously stated, and it has devastating power. It is demonstrated by suddenly removing one uh, Transformer known as Ironhide's head from his shoulders and uh yeah and it it strikes fear into the hearts of all autobots and decepticons alike 
Not all of them. Except for Optimus Prime. He's the only one who's ever appeared to survive a shot from Megatron's fusion cannon. So, the only one to ever survive a shot from Megatron's fusion cannon. Okay. 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 The fusion cannon, is that what you're dwelling on right now? Uh, that's just, you know, his his ultimate weapon. You know, he's still got this Energon mace for close quarters combat. But if you've seen the swing around the Energon mace, it's pretty impressive. And it's uh, not something you want to be on the, the close end of. You know... Megatron or is, any end of exactly exactly you know he's a he's a big dude too so keep that in mind he's got these devastating weapons um he's gonna come in and start wrecking shit Blake he's going to just destroy all you know he like I previously stated he has a great disdain for all life forms he considers to be lesser than and does not believe it is any sort of responsibility or it is actually respon- an irresponsibility to cooperate with these weaker life forms. So do you think, what do you think he's going to do to earth or like he has done countless times? Do you think he comes up to earth like a uh, ready to strike peace in the fear of the, hu- uh, in the hearts of the humans? He's coming to earth to lose as he d- usually does. Uh, not with his backup today. Not with his backup today. I hate to break it. Okay. Because I mean, Let's see who you, I mean, who do you have that's going to stand up to Megatron right now? You have nobody. You haven't, I haven't seen any heroes standing to Megatron right now. He's in, the, he, <laughs> he's in downtown, first. he's uptown New York. Well, bring out who you got. Bring out who you got. Cause right now Megatron's in uptown New York, fucking up Times Square, homie. What do you got? I got, oh, I'm just not even sure like what character introduced first. I don't think it matters because all three of them can kick, all three of these characters can kick Megatron's ass easily. Lay it on me, buddy. All right. This first character is standing at a whopping three foot three. <laughs> I'm talking about our favorite hedgehog, Sonic. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> just for um, keeping it simple, I'm not going to involve Chaos Emeralds at all. I just This is just regular Sonic. To start off, he's a self-taught martial artist. Don't know how that works, but he did. But the most trouble I had was researching his YouTube. top speed. YouTube. He taught himself on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had a lot of trouble researching his top speed because it says one thing, but then he does something completely higher than his official top speed. So at first it was like around box seven speed, give or take. Then they said his top speed's around 7,872 miles per hour, which is 10 times the speed of sound. But no, he's going to go even farther than that. So he has even outrun lightning and the speed of lightning is Mach 287,000. I mean, what really is this this guy's top speed? The best example of his unknown top speed is that he outran a black hole for around 30 seconds. You know what black holes are like, right? Yeah, they eat matter and light. Yeah, light can't even escape black holes. And above all that, he has shown mental resistance, like, I mean, it's shown resistance to mental control from the overmind and dark eye. I mean, come on. This guy has the most impressive numbers by far. And to be honest, I could have introduced him as my third and most powerful character. But still, I don't think Sonic's going to have any trouble with Megatron. Like, And Megatron's not going to be able to even touch Sonic. He won't even see what's coming. He's, Sonic's going to come in fast and just lay a fucking kick right in Megatron's dumb face. And Megatron's like, what the fuck was that? And you see this blue blur that keeps on hitting him. And he's going to be distracted and pissed off. And he's just... Not gonna be able to do anything effectively. Okay, okay. So you you really think Sonic the Hedgehog is gonna de- stand up to Megatron right now? You really think with his fusion cannon, his Energon mace, and his extreme, you know, you know, militaristic capability, his years of countless battling, you don't think he's fought anyone who's as quick and fast as Sonic? And like, was how fast is Starscream? Like, I don't think even Starscream can compare to Sonic. Uh, probably not. I mean, Starscream. He outran a black hole. Yeah, no, I'm. I'm, I agree with you. I agree with you. I mean, probably Starscream cannot stack up to Sonic. Probably not. You're right. But But is there anything else that Megatron's experience is that fast? No, but what is Sonic? Who is Sonic beaten this is as impressive as Megatron? You're not saying how Sonic's going to be able to stop. You're not. The point of this, Blake, is you got to stop Megatron right now. Megatron is destroying New York City. How are you going to stop him with your little blue hedgehog, my friend? He runs fast. What can he do with it? 
you can uh, like evacuate the whole city in a matter of like minutes. Okay, okay, but uh, Megatron's still doing the damage Look, to all the structures. Look, Look, Sonic ran to Pluto in like less than twenty four hours. I think can evacuate the entirety of New York City in less like less than like fifteen minutes. Well, I mean, you got fifteen minutes for Megatron to wreck shit, destroy city blocks with that fusion cannon. It's gonna. I I, I agree with you. There's gonna be collateral damage, but I don't think I have any casualties at all. I think Sonic's evacuating everybody. Hmm. Maybe like uh, a bird or something. Uh, Blake, I, I think like you're underestimating so Megatron. Is, I think the only casualty is, so far is Megatron. How? How is Sonic <laughs> the Hedgehog going to beat Megatron? He is the leader of the Decepticons. I cannot emphasize that enough. Like, as Sonic like reaches top speed and hits him with like full force, that's like, how, how durable is Megatron? Can he ever stand that kind of attack? When has Sonic ever put out that type of output, though? That's what I want to know. Output of speed? The output of power. When has he ever ran at that type of speed, hit an object at that type of, you know, just like the Flash has the Flash has the infinite mass punch, where he can run at that type of speed, and he's shown the ability to, you know, hit with the You don't you think know, the Flash can do it? I mean, you know, you don't think can star. do that at all? It hasn't. He, I'm sure he could, probably, to an extent, but would his body be able to handle that like the Flash's can? Yeah. That type of impact? Dude, this guy was outrunning a black hole. That black hole has pull on him, and he was resisting that completely. That's not an impact, though. That's a pull. Huh? Black holes are most powerful things that ever exist. Has a black hole ever faced Megatron? <laughs> I don't think so, but I think I know what exactly. would happen. Exactly. Exactly. What is he going to do? Shoot, shoot at it? <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Mm, I'm not worried. I think. Hmm. I don't know. I think Sonic is going to be able to evacuate quite a bit of people while peppering Megatron with shots. I I don't know, man. This this Megatron dude. I think you're underestimating him greatly. He is a uh, he's a loser. He always loses. Uh, to little blue hedgehog? No, no, no. To everybody loses, else and no, their mothers. To Optimus Prime, he loses to a single, equally as grand powerful being on the same stature of Megatron. He is not going to lose to this little blue hedgehog who I, like I previously said, Megatron is used to fighting guys his side. He wouldn't be able to like hit Sonic at all. Sonic is a tiny target and Megatron will not be able to get that at all. A tiny target that moves fast. That's going to be Megatron's like worst nightmare. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. I think that this cannon's going to be able to it's got a nuclear fusion reaction, so it's going to cause a residual a blast. He doesn't even necessarily need to hit Sonic. He just needs to hit close enough to where Sonic's going to be affected by this blast. And like, I, he doesn't even need to be able to, you know, necessarily. Even, no, not even that. Like, Sonic outran lightning, and you need little lightning fast reaction just to outrun that too. So he, his reaction speed is way higher than Megatron's on this one. I'm sure he can dodge all of Megatron's blasts and then some. Okay, well, since you wanted to go here and bring it up, I'm going to go ahead and bring up the most one of the most OP things the Megatron has ever done. Um, you want to talk about black holes, Blake? Megatron actually used and somehow I don't I don't know the exact science behind this, but he has been able to link up extra dimensionally to a black hole to augment the power of his fusion cannon. So you think that this black hole that you're so focused on Sonic being greater than is going to power up Megatron to the point where you think that Sonic is still going to be able to beat. How long does that take for him to do that, though? Can he do that instantly? Uh, I'm not – I don't know the exact science behind it. It's just one of the things I've read during my – you know, the G1 version of Megatron is the one I'm most familiar with. This was just the original classic one that I decided to go with. Um, seemed like it had, you know, the, obviously the original would have the greatest, you know, history behind it. So I figured okay. why not? But it's, a, it's said to increase his power astronomically. Even if he is able to do that in an instant, Sonic is faster than an instant. And he's going to be hitting them nonstop. Okay, well, like I said, Sonic just gets close enough that Energon Mace is there too. But you can't hit uh, him. Uh, you cannot hit uh, Sonic at all. Yeah, well, okay. Well, I'll give you that. He probably wouldn't be able to hit him with the Energon Mace. 
or anything. Okay, then. Well, I don't know about you know that one, but I want to know how Sonic's going to be able to handle my next character, the next villain I'm bringing to the table, because he's not going to be able to attack and stop this villain in conventional ways. This is the one I told you previously when we made the drawing. You know, we, we don't tell who our characters are, but I told you I was going to be previously drawing on one of your uh, methods from the past. You used Invader Zim, brought him to the battle, who I, I wouldn't be a conventional head-to-head villain, but you brought up some interesting points about how he could, you know, use some you know, long-lasting damage to, you know, the world throughout his, you know, mischievous ways of being integrated into the school. Yep. So incoming my second character. You have Invader Zim? <laughs> no, I do not have Invader Zim. I do not have Invader Zim. No, 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 no. I wouldn't have done that. Uh, I've got a character from Marvel Comics, a villain known as Modok. Oh, oh shit. Mental organism designed only for killing. Originally designed only for computing, uh, but he, um, you know, changed one letter. Changed, yeah. It's okay. So he'll be, <laughs> let me explain. It was originally born uh, George Tarleton, a skilled tactician from Erie, Pennsylvania, who joined the radical scientific group AIM, Advanced Idea Mechanics. You've you know seen them in the yeah Iron movies. You're familiar with them. They're pretty popular in the Marvel comics as one of the uh, you know big industrial villains through the Marvel universe. So he you know worked with them to help create the artifact known as the cosmic cube i'm sure you've also familiar with the cosmic cube blake it is a you know very powerful device with infinite capabilities um they needed a new way to study the cube so they created the mental organism designed only for computing the original modok modok however you want to pronounce it to analyze and probe the cosmic cube and improve the organization's productivity in its scientific endeavors while still being subservient to the higher echelons of the organization to that end, they mutagenically altered George into the super being Modoc. His massive cranium was too much for his frail body to support, <laughs> so they placed him in a hover chair dubbed the Doomsday Chair. I'm sure you've seen this ridiculous-looking character. It's an interesting get it, it is a very interesting... I've Modoc's actually always been one of the... Probably the, the one... The ugliest villain. character ever exists. He's the one I really <laughs> want to see in the MCU. He has always been. Everyone's like, who's the one Kirk do you want to see in the Marvel Cinematic Universe? I want to see how they're going to pull off Modoc. I want to see how they're going to be able to do that because that would be, be an interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be weird. weird. I'm excited for that. <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. So the scientists unwisely did not take into consideration uh, the theory that the superior ability naturally leads to superior ambition. And it did not take long for Modok to turn on his former masters and overthrow AIM. He adopted the new acronym, uh, Mental Organism Designed Only for Killing, at this time, as he was more of a ruthless killer than a bean. So, you know, a part of his abilities are his, obviously, his super genius intellect. He was, his consciousness was merged, mutagenically altered, you know, with this super intelligent being. So he is a super genius intellect. He is, you know, capable of computing at super advanced speeds. Um, he's possessed one of the most brilliant minds on the planet. He was created by AIM by sacrificing his body for one of the largest world's largest brains. Um, he possessed enhanced intuition, pattern solving information, storage and retrieval, uh, logical, philosophical structuring, um, Modoc's ability to predict probable outcomes of a tactical and strategic scenarios was so advanced that it was bordered on clairvoyance. Pretty much, he is so fast at computing every possible scenario, people think that he could predict the future because he is so capable of computing almost everything. And ugly. And ugly. Yeah, we can't stress that enough how ugly <laughs> this fucker is. But his intuition was heightened to the degree that his hunches were almost always correct. Modoc had a perfect memory with the ability to recall every exact moment down to the specific second. His vast intellect made him one of the few beings who can comprehend and build a cosmic cube. Uh, and he also, uh, through his vast brain power, has developed sonic powers, including telekinetic force blasts. He can create force fields, uh, telepathy, and as well as mind control. So... This character is going to be attacking the world through a completely different method, 
we have Megatron on the home front ruining Times Square while Modoc, Modoc, Modoc <laughs> is back away, sitting in the distance, hacking away, planting viruses throughout the most advanced nuclear systems, weapon systems throughout all the world governments, easily able to hack them to set off nuclear bombs all across the globe, all at once, wiping out millions, okay. all within all right. minutes. Uh, and, and like it said, obviously, he has been able to predict and calculate almost everything computable to where he will not make any mistakes. He will be able to adapt and overcome any possible scenario. I, I can't say that really because it, it's almost like cheating. But how are you going to stop this cybernetic virus that's capable of infecting the entire world? He can literally inf- – his the capabilities of him are so vast he can create cosmic cubes, Blake. Like he's one of the few beings in all of existence in the Marvel Universe who can comprehend and build a cosmic cube. Okay. So he, his intellect, his computing abilities, on top of his, you know, incredible calculations he can make, he is going to be sending viruses, crashing down systems, setting off weapons across the globe. How can you stop him? All right. Well. <laughs> I'm gonna give you this round because I don't have a character on this round that can stop Modok, but I'll, I'll I'll come back to Modok on my third character. But for now, it's just just say bye bye to Megatron. Teaming up this character along with Sonic, then Megatron is just dead instantly. I'm talking about Bayonetta oh. from her self her self named uh, video game <laughs> series. She is an uh, the Umbra Witch. And let's just skip the weird fact out of the way real quick. Her hair serves as her clothing and as a method to summon a giant demon to aid her in battle. The way she summons her giant demon is she creates a portal, and the demon will either like punch through that portal, kick, headbutt, whatever, what and say you. But it's awesome the way that demon is used. It's very creative. So along with enhanced strength, speed, durability, and agility, she can also slow down time itself, just like move around the battlefield and gain the upper hand. She also has has animal transformation abilities and for her weapons <laughs> she wields four supernatural handguns called love is blue she uses two in her hand and two two in her hands and two on her feet i don't know how she fires them with her feet but she does it magically and it's fucking amazing in her fighting style she also has shruba a katana that can suck the soul of its victims uh these, these are really weird names they have dursa gauntlets which can strike with electricity or fire a uh, luna a poison enhanced whip and to give you some uh, accolades, she's kicked him, like straight up punted a military jet around. And she's also thrown a big ass satellite in space back down to Earth. She has lightning fast reaction time, along with her able ability to slow down time itself. Like one of her enemies, like teleported behind her and fired off several rounds point blank, and Bayonetta was able to dodge them all easily. So pairing that up with Sonic going against Megatron, Megatron's like he's gonna be surviving for a couple seconds, and that's it. Oh, well, I got to give it to you. I have no idea, had no idea who Bayonetta was. I never played the game. I uh, was completely unfamiliar with her until about two minutes ago. <laughs> and she sounds pretty fucking impressive. I got to give you that. Um, whether... Megatron's on borrowed time right now, but I give you credit that Modok is still wreaking havoc right now, but I'll get to Modok in a second. All right. Well, is that uh, all you wanted, the points you wanted to make for Bayonetta at this moment in yeah. time? Are you saying you disagree with me that Megatron's just gone? Uh, no, no, because of what? Who, no, because of who my third and final character uh, coming into the fold is. Uh, he's going to be the backup. He is the big. You thought Megatron was the big guns? That was a mistake because my third and final villain is someone I was very, very, very excited. It was actually the first name I drew in my drawing, and I knew right away this was probably going to be... There's really no way I could have drawn a more powerful character. Gearhead. No. Yeah, I wish it was Gearhead. God <laughs> damn it! Have I told you about the Gear Wars? Shut up. <laughs> oh, I'm not going to get into this. I think this is a lot... No, no, we're not doing this. The Gear Wars are... We could save that for another time. But... <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> All right, back to business. Megatron isn't out of the picture yet. 
because his backup and the other person who is really all I'm ever going to need in this battle. I've really considered just having him, and <laughs> there's no way you'd be able to beat him because his name is Gore, the God Butcher. Oh. Are you familiar with Gore, the God Butcher, Blake? I can't say that I am. Uh, uh, just a couple of um, his aliens. Is he butcher gods, or is he a god that is a butcher? Oh, he is the butcher of gods. He is known <laughs> as Gore, the Redeemer. Gore, the Killer of Gods. The Cloud Stalker. The Black Butcher. The God Butcher. He was born on a nameless planet, taught to trust in the gods at a young age. He watched his parents die, leaving Gore to survive on his own in this harsh environment. He eventually grew to father children and married, only to watch his children die one by one. What an idiot. Well, it wasn't his fault. It was the planet. He lived in a very harsh environment. Planet didn't even have a fucking name, Blake. You know, that's how poor they are. They can't afford a name for their planet. Okay? Bunch of and, losers. Right? Nah, this guy sounds like well, a loser. Just, you're going to be a fan <laughs> by the end of this one. Uh, you know, but after watching his children die, almost all of them, his wife, who was pregnant, died in an earthquake, leaving just him and his last son, who was also left on the brink of death due to starvation shortly after his son died. And Gore lost it. He expressed great anger and great doubt that there were any gods. You know, I previously stated he grew up to be taught before his parents died to have complete faith in the gods, only for them to be let down. So he's very angry after his last son died, uh, believing there were no true gods. Well, right after that, he came to that conclusion, was exiled by his people for believing this. Gore witnessed a pair of gods battling throughout the heavens, uh, a, the god of the symbiotes, known as Null, one of my newest favorite characters in comics that's been you know, created just about a year ago. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with him yet, but Null, if you don't know who Null is, look it up. He's a badass. But anyways, he saw Null. If you don't know, Null. If you don't know, now you know. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But anyways, he saw him battling a gold-armored god in the heavens. They fell from the sky in the fight, and they crashed in front of Gore. And Gore was shocked and enraged to not only see that there was really gods after living his life, believing there were gods, for them to not hear his prayers, going through this doubt, um, coming to the grips that there were no gods, witnessing them battling in front of him, and then to top it all off, this god with the armor is now laying in front of Gore, begging him for help. And that's when the Dark God's sword transformed and bonded to Gore, and he used this new weapon known as the All Black, the Necro Sword, to kill the god, and from then on vowed vengeance to all gods for never answering his prayers uh, to kill every single god in all existence. And from then, Gore did just that. He lived billions of years, and I let me say that again, billions of years how many years? Billions with a B traveling across time, literally going through the future into the past, killing off gods, thousands of gods across the cosmos, exacting his revenge, claiming to kill the gods. These are just a couple of the gods he has claimed to killed. The gods of fear, gods of war, gods of chaos. Gods of Genocide. I did another Gods of Genocide. You learn something new every day. Uh, gods of Revenge. Gods of Plagues. Earthquakes. Blood. Wrath. Jealousy. Gods of Death. Gods of Degradation. And just to top it off, a few gods of flowers and poetry, too, it says. You didn't kill the god of procrastination because we need him to kill that guy. No, but he did torture a god of torture. You know, that's just... <laughs> yeah, so... That's just the type of OP powers this Gore the God Butcher has. You know, he uh, there was a you know he finds this time traveling pool he, to build this bomb. He wants to build this bomb called the God Bomb. And in order to do so, he's got to find the, he needs the heart of one of the you know first gods of all time. So he goes back and collects the heart of an infant deity. From the very beginning of time. And then he, from there he goes back and forth throughout time. 
killing off gods as he sees fit because his weapon, like I previously stated, the all black or the necro sword, uh, that's just what it does. It is designed to kill gods. It is a. So what exactly are his abilities? Well, let me get to that because okay. he is a pretty vanilla being until he was merged with the all black. Once the all black merged with him, the necro sword. Uh, okay, let me backtrack a little bit. The all black the color is that sword is black. It is actually <laughs> the very first symbiote. Oh, first, very first most powerful symbiote created by Null from the Living Abyss, and it greatly augments the wielder's abilities much more like a regular symbiote does, but with a very, very, very greater ability. So the All Black is a sentient life form and possesses a malevolent will of its own. Though still loyal to the will of its creator, Null, it still looks to carry out his agenda of purging all life from the universe, especially God's. Because when Noel was born into existence, he was literally darkness. And then this, it, all life came into it, – it's a long story. Noel hates everything that is alive. That's just <laughs> – okay. so the all black is the embodiment of Noel's will. It wants to kill all of life, especially the gods. So like I previously stated, it is the first and most powerful symbiote created from Noel. Um, some of the powers it will grant Gore the God Butcher are the superhuman strength, superhuman durability, speed, reflexes. Like I stated previously, he lives billions of years, so he's got the longevity. He's got regeneration. He was able to tank blasts of Thor's lightning and within a few days was looking like nothing happened. You know, his regeneration, he's you know got an arm lopped off by Thor, um, came back. You know, he is... Anyways, yeah, he's able to lift 100 tons. Okay, he's got centuries of combat skills. Uh, the All Black also gives him the ability of Umberkinesis. Um, I think that's kind of a similar ability to Bayonetta stated, the ability to control dark constructs. But some of the main most OP abilities that this Necrosword gives to Gore the God Butcher are the ability to fire blasts of dark energy powerful enough to kill immortal beings, celestials. Gods of the Marvel Universe, some of the most powerful beings in all of the cosmos, tremble at this fucking sword, has the power to annihilate them. It actually has the ability, this is just a, this is a separate ability known as Divine Slaying, because the weapon's main purpose is the killing of all cosmic entities, and it does so by bypassing their immortality and affecting them as they were mortal. And as an, as an extension of this ability, it draws the strength from the blood of the gods it's killed. And let me go okay. back to one more fact. Gore has spent thousands of years killing thousands of gods. Okay? He is not – doesn't matter who your third character is. Gore's going to show up. Sonic is gone. I'm sorry. He, 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 he's not going to be able to hang with Gore. Bayonetta, she's very similar to his Gore the God Butcher, but he is not gonna be she's not gonna be able to hang with him either. He's gone thousands of years throughout time killing gods. And I'm just sorry, but it doesn't matter who your third character is, but I don't think you're gonna be able to stand up to Gore the God Butcher. Especially with he's got this all black necro sword bonded to him. So uh I don't know, Blake. Things aren't looking good. Bayonetta has like a history with like like Gore the God Butcher is very similar to what Bayonetta's normal enemies are. How so? Bayonetta has taken down God too. And angels and demons and everything. Gore has killed thousands of gods over thousands of years and has a weapon specifically designed for bypassing immortality. Uh, I think that Megatron is out of the picture at this point. Uh, Bayonetta and Sonic versus Gore right now. Modok, he'll be taken care of momentarily. Uh, I don't think so. I think that... I don't know. I want to hear who you got. Lay it on me. Uh, before we get into this battle full on, I want to hear who your third character is because we gotta we gotta make this uh, uh, we gotta make the points to see who's gonna win this. So okay, yeah, my third and final character is someone who are we are very familiar with. I'm talking about Dead Adam. I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> I was gonna say. <laughs> Damn, I was gonna say what? <laughs> no, no, no. No! My 
talking about I talk about our favorite Martian, the Martian Manhunter himself, John Johns. So he's like the jack of all trades when it comes to his superpowers. We got shape shifting, invisibility, tangibility, enhanced strength, speed, and endurance, regenerative healing, heat vision, telekinesis, telepathy, and on top of that, all that, he's a genius. But another thing, I don't know how, but this motherfucker has extra senses. I don't want to go far into it because that's another rabbit hole, but he has more than the usual amount of sentence. But another thing I really like to touch on right now is that he's a proven detective. He's earned praise from Batman himself. The world's greatest detective had this to say about Martian Manhunter. In many ways, Martian Manhunter is like an analgram, <laughs> analgam of Superman and the Dark Knight. So those are two of the most greatest superheroes of all time combined into one. That's Martian Martian Manhunter. If Megatron isn't already dead, Martian Manhunter will take him down in an instant, and all three characters can focus... No. How about this? We could put up Bayonetta, who has, who's very familiar with this kind of character, Gore, and Sonic, the fastest thing ever, except for the Flash, going up against Gore. Meanwhile, Martian Manhunter can track down MODOK very easily. He'll sense him somewhere. See, he's a detective and the world's like, one of the best telepaths of all time. Take MODOK down, because I don't think MODOK stands a chance to get Martian Manhunter. And that gives me all three of my characters to go up against Gore. Okay, so Martian Manhunter, huh? Yeah. The man who literally wets himself at the sight, actually at the thoughts of fire. The mere thought of fire is enough to scare him to lose his actual form. Is that who you're going with? Not the only character I have. He's well. Their first two characters are gone there's nothing you can say to deter me from that so it's just my all three of my characters versus your final character oh no i i highly disagree because i i believe modok how is martian as great as of a detective as martian manhunter is uh how is he going to be able to track he's a detective too and like I previously stated, Modoc has been able to compute at the speeds that some people have stated he is clairvoyant. He could predict the future. If he can, you know, he has to be able to focus on Modoc. He's got to be able to, you know, he can't just automatically know. He doesn't have the all knowing all knowing ability. Telepathy is to be able to read one's mind. He's got to be able to know where Modoc is and be able to read Modoc's mind. Sense that like shit's going wrong with like all the technology in the world. He's gonna go find it. That's how's he gonna be able to stop every nuclear bomb going off at once? He goes straight to the source of Modoc. And still his, be, combat capability is, his combat capability is way higher than Modoc. So this you really think he's just gonna automatically know behind, exactly. It won't take him long to figure it out. This guy's a couple steps behind Superman. I don't think he's gonna be able to take to figure it out long enough for the bombs to go off. And it takes one nuclear bomb, that type of explosion and that type of radiation and that output is gonna fucking I don't think the Martian Manhunter is going to want to stick around for that type of explosion. Bayonetta and Martian Manhunter have that ability to just kick those bombs back into space. Hmm. Okay. Well. Like I said, this guy's a couple steps behind Superman. Okay. Would you uh, dare say he is on the level of being a god? Martian Manhunter? Yes. No, and Bayonetta isn't either, but she takes down gods and angels. So is it better to be a god or be like a person who takes down gods and angels? Like you already know the answer for that one. Yes. Well, I, I still I have uh, I don't know, Blake. I've got a real hard time believing that you're going to be able to stop Gore the God Butcher at being able to annihilate beings at an exponential rate. He's gone through Martian Man, Modok, and Megatron. I'll, I'll give you the Megatron's gone. Okay, I'll give you the fact that Megatron's gone. No, I'm saying, gone. like, like what I'm getting at is, like, you don't think Gore would, like, see the rest of the, like, Modoc and Megatron as a potential god and a potential enemy? No, I really think the only one he'd see as a potential god would be the Martian Manhunter in this scenario. Okay. And, and, you know, I so want you to... I think he's uh, just going to say focus on Martian Manhunter. Pretty much, but I want you then now to make the decision on where the Martian Manhunter is going to... What he's going to be focused on. Is he going after Modoc, Or is he going to be facing off against Gore? Because I you've got a big decision on your hands. He's going to be now. trying to focus on Modoc, And Gore is going to be trying to track him down. And I think it's just going to be Martian Manhunter and Modoc versus 
Well, Martian Manor versus Modok and Gore. I think Modok's out of that picture. Uh, I think you made a mistake. Uh, you leave Gore with um, Sonic and Bayonetta. Gore's, he's going to kill them both, Blake. And I'm sorry, but... Sonic can get there in an instant just to help, and then Bayonetta isn't that far behind. Who's going to stop Gore from just slaughtering everyone? I don't think he's that interested in slaughtering everybody. I think he's like focused on gods, and you think... They're, like, they're here, the Blake... Blake, Blake, let's be real. No, the point, of my... this game, the, the point of this game is they're here to, to fucking destroy the world. Okay, they're not here. No, to, no. My, I... The first civilian six, my my characters acted independently. Red Hulk started fighting Brawly. That was under your own doing, and I it, it, technically I just stated that Professor X could have caused that. That was partially my doing as well. I think the Gore, Gore the God, you've got a major decision whether and whichever one you pick. I don't think you've got a good outcome. I think this world is going to end either way because you've got Gore the God Butcher here to end it. You know, he's. You may bring up a point that he might not be going over to kill everyone. He might not go out to just go out and start slaughtering the civilians. But if anything. It doesn't seem like that's his MO from what you described. No, not really. But if anything, he will go after the Martian Manhunter. He will not let the Martian Manhunter go directly for Modoc. It will give Modoc. And Martian Manhunter is no pushover. Exactly, but neither is you. Got to think of the computing abilities. And the, yeah, the computing capabilities of Modoc. He can calculate things at ridiculous speeds, Blake. He can figure out, you know, the Martian Manhunter. He'll so be able to tell that... when the. He'll be able to tell when the Martian Manhunter is coming his way. He'll be able to. I think Gore is not going to. I think the gore is going to be getting in the way between the Martian Manhunter. I don't think he's going to let the Martian Manhunter you still get think, to Modoc. You still think Modoc can see Martian Manhunter coming with invisibility and intangibility? He's got clairvoyance. He's going to know. He'll, he'll be able and, to know. He doesn't have clairvoyance. I also he's think got... that with his invisibility and intangibility, like he can direct some of Gore's attacks towards Modoc. But see, you gotta go. You're you're thinking that you're not thinking about his sword. The all the all black has the capability of bypassing immortality. I don't know how the fuck it works. It's magic. He's going to stab Martian Manhunter. He's not slow either. I know that, but neither is Gore. Neither is Gore. You gotta. It's giving him super. And Modok is. (laughs) Well, I'm talking about Martian Manhunter versus Gore. Gore is going to hit him with the all black, with that powerful god killing sword, use the, the ability to bypass immortality, and it's going to affect him like he was immortal. It has that ability to affect immortal beings like they are mortals. He's going to hit Martian Manhunter with that sword once, and it's over for him. I think Martian Manhunter can dance around quite a bit. Exactly. but so Enough can... to get reinforcements, because I know Megatron, I don't think Megatron stands a chance against Sonic and Bayonetta. I'll I'll give you the fact Megatron's gone, but either way you slice it after that, you've either got to handle Modok is setting off nuclear bombs across the globe at once. Gore is gonna be a handful on his own. He's not gonna be. You're not gonna be able to just ignore him with any I of your characters. So I don't know. I don't know. I, I think I've made a pretty convincing statement to how I think things are gonna turn out. I think it's just my my all my, three of my characters versus Gore. And if that were the case, I, I don't. He's got he's got the ability to fire blasts of dark energy, powerful enough to kill immortal beings. He's got umberkinesis, the ability to control constructs of darkness. So he's, you know, he can create tendrils just like the symbiotes can. Use those as weapons. He can have multiple uh, appendages attacking at once. You know, he's got superhuman strength, durability, speed, reflexes, longevity, regeneration skills, centuries of combat. And the strength of over 100 tons. Do you know the exact strength of Martian Manhunter? So if they were to just, let's just say theoretically, hand-to-hand combat, how's Martian Manhunter going to, you know, hand, well, stand up? All right, so what'd you say that Gore's like, top strength was? 100 tons. So, like, what would you consider, like, someone who's able to kick giant buildings with kicks? Like, how strong would you think that would be? Kick buildings with just straight kick, up kick kick buildings and they go flying. This I mean, I'm sure that's what I'm talking about right now. This is Bayonetta. Not even okay. getting into Martian Manhunter. Okay, well, yeah, she sounds like she's pretty strong, but I mean, a building, you know, a multiple story buildings only about twenty tons. So I said giant buildings. Giant buildings. Well, you're gonna have to be more specific. 
than that. All right, all right. No, this satellite was huge. Okay, how big was the satellite, Blake? I think it was like around 200 tons. Oh, shit. Yeah. Bayonetta's no joke. I was just going to say, Bayonetta has handled like a fucking giant uh, satellite in orbit, mind you, easily. So she could wrestle satellites? Big-ass satellites, bring it back down in orbit. Okay, well, let me uh, refer to some notes from... Gore, the God Butcher's strength, uh, he was defeated millions of gods, including one, including a god that has wrestled the black holes for fun. And as you previously stated in your Sonic point, isn't a black hole one of the most powerful forces in the universe? If, Gore's, if, if Gore is killing off gods who wrestle black holes for fun, I think he's going to be able to handle a, a bayonetta who can wrestle a satellite. No, that's just... We're just kind of to like, leave it at Mike, three characters versus... Gore, because I don't think your first two characters stand a chance in this kind of fight. Uh, Modok is coming from a unique perspective. I really don't think that with his cap- his calculations and his you know, capability to predict, to calculate into the you know future and see almost every possible scenario and outcome, I think he's going to mask his exact location, where he's going to be sending off the signal from, where he's going to be attacking from. And I think he's going to be a lot more problem, a lot more trouble than you're giving him, you know. Given him credit for. He's like the greatest villain ever lived then if he had knows everything. Because he's. Why isn't this guy undefeated? Like, he's not being used right, obviously. I mean, give me a story and I'll write it and make it. It's comics, Blake! Come on! (laughs) He's a god that knows everything, apparently, so why doesn't he just say, oh, I'm going to do this right and this right and this way? I'll just take over everything and I'll have a mansion with a pina colada. At the poolside. He's a computer. He doesn't want a pina colada at poolside. Well, all right. Well, whatever he wants, whatever is his end game, he's not getting it because he hasn't really done much. Whatever, Blake. <laughs> all right. Well, let me make my case. You wanna you you say it's your three characters against my one. Yeah. Okay. Well, I already told you how strong Gore was. He's also extremely durable against all forms of trauma and can survive a massive lightning bolt summoned by Thor or the God Blast from the Thor Force Skyfather Thor. Okay. Yeah, and it, he, he survived a God Blast. And just so you know, the God Blast launched him several light years away still. It wasn't just, you know, it didn't just, he didn't tank it. It launched him several light years away. And a lot of people don't understand that light years is actually a measure of distance can act- than actual time. So that's a, 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 you know, a pretty far distance to be launched light years away from this god blast. But Gore survived. Uh, you know, he quickly he's, – he's, he's got superhuman speed. He you know, quickly overcame the god of thunder in their very first encounter. And Gore was able to catch Thor off guard rather easily as well as many other gods obviously being able to butcher him. Uh, he's lived for several billion years, and he still looks in his prime. Uh, obviously, it's the capability of his weapon. Yeah, I mean, it's the all the all black keeps him nice and young. He's got the ability for regeneration too. You know, you really can't take this guy down. You know, I, I don't know how you're going to be able to take him down without him just coming right back up to kill you guys. Sorry, but I can't. I cannot stress this enough about how much. He, the, the Gore's power is dependent entirely on his weapon. The weapon itself is dependent on the blood of the gods for its power. The more gods killed by the Necrosort or its constructs, the more power that can be provided by the user. So, mm-hmm. he spent thousands of years powering up this sword. Killing okay. gods, powering okay. it up. Okay. Killing okay. gods, powering it up. I don't think that the Martian Manhunter is going to be able to stand a chance. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Earth. I hate to do it to you, but... Hmm. It's debatable, but this is what we're doing. This debate, so it's debatable. Yeah. So, I mean, yes. I, I, I don't know if we leave it to, you know, the the fans now. I guess do we? We've made our cases. Is there anything else you wanted to point out? I mean, that they should pick my team, whoever does. I don't know. I think they should clearly think about what all the points were made, and really think about how OP. Gore the God Butcher is. You can't stress that enough. He's a God Butcher, people. Come on. Uh, but I also didn't mention that I have a fourth character. Too late. 
<laughs> I have a fourth and fifth character. A fourth and fifth character? Yeah. Oh, who's that? Chuck Norris. Fuck. And yeah. Oh, I'm bringing Mr. Rogers. <laughs> He's going to tell everybody to stop fighting. And then and fucking lo- and and love then shoot you in the back of the fucking head when you're hugging your homie, all right? Because that's the kind of OG shit Mr. Rogers does. You turn your back to him, he's going to pull a strap to you. Pa! Done. <laughs> you ever watch the Ultimate Showdown? Who's the last motherfucker standing, Blake? Who's Mr. the last motherfucker standing? Mr. Rogers in a blood exactly. sweater. Exactly. <laughs> you want to you wanna go there? I won. Mr. Rogers killed everybody. All right, then I guess the podcast is over permanently then. (laughs) Mr. Rogers killed every single character in existence. You know what? That, you know, that's just a, a, I think that the, you know, how they're, Marvel's going through and doing a, so-and-so kills the Marvel Universe. They've done Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe. They've done Punisher kills the Marvel Universe. There's been talks about them doing a Venom kills the Marvel Universe next. Yeah. How how about Mr. Rogers kills the Marvel Universe? That's what I just got (laughs) it. That's what I want to read. From now on, what? all we have to do, it's okay, as long as we just, from now on, whenever we're doing matchups and stuff, like we have to say, with permission of Steve, uh, Mr. Rogers. Yeah, we have to be very specific that we're not talking about Steve Rogers, but Mr. Rogers. Yeah, I don't know why I almost said Steve Rogers. Yeah, come on, Blake. That would be the, you know what, it probably would come down to Steve Rogers versus Mr. Rogers. And, you know, it's just like in the Avengers Infinity War, you got... Fucking Captain America, he's all, I could do this all day. And then uh, fucking Mr. Rogers is like, oh, well, that's a shame, partner. And then fucking pulls a gun and shoots him right in between the eyes. And that's it. Then Hank Hill comes in and snipes both. Well, snipes him. No, he shoots the propane tank behind him. Whoa! Hank Hill would never do that. <laughs> Hank Hill would never waste propane like that. <laughs> all right. This is getting out of hand. <laughs> oh you think so uh starting to okay blake uh you know we're gonna go ahead and wrap this up do you want to leave any uh sign off notes any thoughts for the f- listeners fans of the show anyone uh, listening out there uh, just thank you for admitting defeat and that uh, you're giving me the victory for today i'd like to appreciate that <laughs> all right see you guys no. next week no <laughs> All right. In all seriousness, though, Blake, I got to thank you again. As always, I had a great time, and I'm looking forward to the next one. I'll go ahead and leave it at that. And thank you guys very much for listening to this episode of the Nerd Grounds Podcast. And as always, take care, and you have a great week. We will see you next time. Bye.